Welcome to today's Triple Z. The Triple Z Podcast is a daily program that you can use to help you fall asleep each night. Just turn down the volume, lay back, relax, and enjoy as you fall asleep. We saw that our podcast was topping the charts in Oman. So we are going to read their Wikipedia entry. Let's learn about this interesting country in the dullest way possible. If you enjoy our program, please be sure to write us a review on your podcast platform and share us with a friend. You both might sleep just a little better at night. Our website is triple Z, that's three Z's dot media. You can also like and share our content on Facebook or our Instagram account ZZZ Media Podcast. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify. Music for today's episode was provided by the Sleep Channel on Spotify and Apple Music. Oman, officially the Sultanate of Oman, is a country located in West Asia. It is situated on the southeastern coast of the Arabian Peninsula and spans the mouth of the Persian Gulf. It shares land borders with Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Yemen while sharing maritime borders with Iran and Pakistan. The capital and largest city is Muscat. Oman has a population of 5,492,196 and is ranked the 120th most populous country. The coast is formed by the Arabian Sea on the southeast and the Gulf of Oman on the northeast. The Mata and Uzandam exclaves are surrounded by United Arab Emirates on their land borders with the Strait of Hormuz, which it shares with Iran and the Gulf of Oman forming Uzandam's coastal boundaries. From the 17th century, the Omani Sultanate was an empire vying with the Portuguese and British empires for influence in the Persian Gulf and Indian Ocean. At its peak in the 19th century, Omani influence and control extended across the Strait of Hormuz to Iran and Pakistan and as far south as Zanzibar. In the 20th century, the Sultanate came under the influence of the United Kingdom. For over 300 years, the relations built between the two empires were based on mutual benefit. The UK recognized Oman's geographical importance as a trading hub that secured their trading lanes in the Persian Gulf and Indian Ocean and protected their empire in the Indian subcontinent. Oman is an absolute monarchy led by a sultan with power passed down through the male line. Qaboos bin Said was the sultan from 1970 until his death on January 10, 2020. Qaboos, who died childless, had named his cousin, Haytham bin Tariq, as his successor in a letter, and the family confirmed him as the Sultan of Oman. Formerly a maritime empire, Oman is the oldest continuously independent state in the Arab world. It is a member of the United Nations, the Arab League, the Gulf Cooperation Council, the Non-Aligned Movement and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. It has oil reserves ranked 22nd globally. In 2010, the United Nations Development Program ranked Oman as the most improved nation in the world in terms of development during the preceding 40 years. A portion of its economy involves tourism and trading fish, dates and other agricultural produce. Oman is categorized as a high-income economy and, as of 2022, ranks as the 64th most peaceful country in the world according to the Global Peace Index. The oldest written mention about Oman was found from a tomb located in the Maya Archaeological Center in the United Arab Emirates. Bilingual South Arabian slash Aramaic funerary inscription discovered inside the burial chamber of tomb FA5, Maya, Sharjah, UAE. Central panel in South Arabian script, text along the rim in Aramaic. Text reads Memorial and Tomb of Ahmed Sanakur, son of Ali, Inspector of the King of Oman. 
The origin of Oman's name seems to be some centuries older than the mentioned by Pliny the Elders Omana and Ptolemy's Omanon, Mu Alpha Nu Omicron Nu Mu Pyro Iota Omicron Nu in Greek, both probably the ancient Sohar. The city or region is typically etymologized in Arabic from Oman or Amal, settled people, as opposed to the Bedouin. Although a number of eponymous founders have been proposed, Oman bin Ibrahim al-Khalil, Oman bin Siba bin Yathan bin Ibrahim, Oman bin Khatan, others derive it from the name of a valley in Yemen at Marib, presumed to have been the origin of the city's founders, the Azd, a tribe migrating from Yemen. Undoubtedly, the word Oman is of Persian origin. The Iranians referred to him as Mozan. And Ibn al-Awl, in the Dofar governorate of Oman, a site was discovered in 2011 containing more than 100 surface scatters of stone tools belonging to a regionally specific African lithic industry, the late Nubian complex, known previously only from the northeast and horn of Africa. Two optically stimulated luminescence age estimates place the Arabian Nubian complex at 106,000 years old. This supports the proposition that early human populations moved from Africa into Arabia during the late Pleistocene. In recent years surveys have uncovered Paleolithic and Neolithic sites on the eastern coast. Main Paleolithic sites include Siwanganame in the Bar al-Hikman. Archaeological remains are particularly numerous for the Bronze Age of Menenar and Wadisuk periods. Sites such as Bat show professional wheel-turned pottery, excellent handmade stone vessels, a metals industry and monumental architecture. There is considerable agreement in sources that frankincense was used by traders in 1500 BCE. The land of frankincense, a UNESCO World Heritage Site, dramatically illustrates that the incense constituted testimony to South Arabian civilizations. During the 8th century BCE, it is believed that the Arab, the descendant of Cotton, ruled the entire region of Yemen, including Oman. Wadhil bin Imir bin Abd Shams, Saba, bin Yashjub, Yaman, bin Yarab bin Cotton later ruled Oman. It is thus believed that the Yaraba were the first settlers in Oman from Yemen. In the 1970s and 1980s, Scholars like John C. Wilkinson believe by virtue of oral history that in the 6th century BCE, the Achaemenids exerted control over the Omani Peninsula, most likely ruling from a coastal center such as Suhar. Central Oman has its own indigenous Samad Late Iron Age cultural assemblage named eponymously from Samad al-Shan. In the northern part of the Oman Peninsula, the recent pre-Islamic period begins in the 3rd century BCE and extends into the 3rd century CE. Whether or not Persians brought southeastern Arabia under their control is a moot point since the lack of Persian finds speak against this belief. M. Qasim de Perceville suggests that Shammir bin Wadhil bin Amir recognized the authority of Cyrus the Great over Oman in 536 BCE. Sumerian tablets referred to Oman as Megan and in the Akkadian language Makan, a name which links Oman's ancient copper resources. Mazun, a Persian name used to refer to Oman's region, which was part of the Sasanian Empire. Over centuries, tribes from Western Arabia settled in Oman, making a living by fishing, farming, herding or stock breeding, and many present-day Omani families trace their ancestral roots to other parts of Arabia. Arab migration to Oman started from Northern Western and Southwestern Arabia, and those who chose to settle had to compete with the indigenous population for the best arable land. When Arab tribes started to migrate to Oman, there were two distinct groups. One group, a segment of the Az tribe, migrated from Yemen in A.D. 12200 following the collapse of Marib Dam, while the other group migrated a few centuries before the birth of Islam from Najd, 
present-day Saudi Arabia named Nizari. Other historians believe that the Yarabah from Cotton, which belonged to an older branch, were the first settlers of Oman from Yemen, and then came the Azd. The Azd settlers in Oman are descendants of Nasr bin Azd and were later known as the Al-Azd of Oman. Seventy years after the first Az migration, another branch of Alasdi under Malik bin Fahm, the founder of Kingdom of Tanakites on the west of Euphrates, is believed to have settled in Oman. According to Al-Kalbi, Malik bin Fahm was the first settler of Alast. He is said to have first settled in Khalid. By this account, Malik, with an armed force of more than 6,000 men and horses, fought against the Marsban, who served an ambiguously named Persian king in the Battle of Salat in Oman and eventually defeated the Persian forces. This account is, however, semi-legendary and seems to condense multiple centuries of migration and conflict as well as an amalgamation of various traditions from not only the Arab tribes but also the region's original inhabitants. In the 7th century CE, Omanis came in contact with and accepted Islam. The conversion of Omanis to Islam is ascribed to Amr ibn al-As, who was sent by the Prophet Muhammad during the expedition of Zaid ibn Harita, Hizma. Amr was dispatched to meet with Jafer and Abd, the sons of Jalanda who ruled Oman. They appear to have readily embraced Islam. Almani has used to travel to Basra for trade, which was a center of Islam during the Umayyad Empire. Almani has were granted a section of Basra where they could settle and attend to their needs. Many of the Almani who settled in Basra became wealthy merchants and, under their leader Mu'allah bin Abi Sufra, started to expand their influence of power eastwards towards Khorasan. Ibadi Islam originated in Basra through its founder, Abdullah ibn Abad, around the year 650 CE. The Omani as in Iraq would subsequently adopt this as their predominant faith. Later, Al-Hajjaj, the governor of Iraq, came into conflict with the Abadis, which forced them back to Oman. Among those who returned was the scholar Jabert bin Zaid. His return, and the return of many other scholars greatly enhanced the Abadi movement in Oman. Al-Ajij also made an attempt to subjugate Oman, then ruled by Suleiman and said, the sons of Abad bin Jalanda. Al-Ajij dispatched Mujah bin Shirwa, who was confronted by Said bin Abad. This confrontation devastated Said's army, after which he and his forces retreated to the Jebel Akhtar mountains. Mujah and his forces went after Said, successfully flushing them out from hiding in Wadi Mastal. Mujah later moved towards the coast, where he confronted Suleiman bin Abad. The battle was won by Suleiman's forces. Al-Hajjaj, however, sent another force under Abdul Rahman bin Suleiman. He eventually won the war, taking over the governance of Oman. The first elective imamate of Oman is believed to have been established shortly after the fall of the Umayyad dynasty in 750-755 AD when Jana bin Abada al-Hanawi was elected. Other scholars claim that Jana bin Abada served as a wali, governor, under the Umayyad dynasty and later ratified the imamate and that Jalanda bin Masood was the first elected imam of Oman in AD. 751, the first Imami reached its peak power in the 9th century AD. The Imami established a maritime empire whose fleet controlled the Gulf during a time when trade with the Abbasid dynasty, the Far East, and Africa flourished. The authority of the Imam started to decline due to power struggles, the constant interventions of Abbasid, and the rise of the Seljuk Empire. During the 11th and 12th centuries, the Omani coast was in the sphere of influence of the Seljuk Empire. They were expelled in 1154 when the Navhani dynasty came to power. 
the Nabhanis ruled as Maluk, or kings, while the Imams were reduced to largely symbolic significance. The capital of the dynasty was Bala. The Bani Nabhan controlled the trade in frankincense on the overland route via Soar to the Uber Oasis and then north to Bahrain, Baghdad, and Damascus. The mango tree was introduced to Oman during the time of Nabhani dynasty by El Fela bin Muzan. The Nabhani dynasty started to deteriorate in 1507 when Portuguese colonizers captured the coastal city of Muscat and gradually extended their control along the coast up to Sohar in the north and down to Sur in the southeast. Other historians argue that the Nabhani dynasty ended earlier in A.D. 1435 when conflicts between the dynasty and al Hanawis arose, which led to the restoration of the elective imamate. A decade after Vasco da Gama's successful voyage around the Cape of Good Hope and to India in 1497-98, the Portuguese arrived in Oman and occupied Muscat for a 143-year period from 1507 to 1650. In need of an outpost to protect their sea lanes, the Portuguese built up and fortified the city where remnants of their Portuguese architectural style still exist. Later, several more Omani cities were colonized in the early 16th century by the Portuguese to control the entrances of the Persian Gulf and trade in the region as part of a web of fortresses in the region from Basra to Hormuz. However, in 1552, an Ottoman fleet briefly captured the fort in Muscat during their fight for control of the Persian Gulf and the Indian Ocean, but soon departed after destroying the surroundings of the fortress. Later in the 17th century, using its bases in Oman, Portugal engaged in the largest naval battle ever fought in the Persian Gulf. The Portuguese force fought against a combined armada of the Dutch East India Company BOC, and English East India Company's support by the Safavid Empire. The result of the battle was a draw, but it resulted in the loss of Portuguese influence in the Gulf. The Ottoman Empire temporarily captured Muscat from the Portuguese again in 1581 and held it until 1588. During the 17th century, the Omanis were reunited by the Yoruba Imams. Nasir bin Murshid became the first Yoruba Imam in 1624 when he was elected in Rustak. Imam Nasir and his successor succeeded in the 1650s in expelling the Portuguese from their coastal domains in Oman. The Omanis over time established a maritime empire that pursued the Portuguese and expelled them from all their possessions in East Africa, which were then incorporated into the Omani domains. To capture Zanzibar Saif bin Sultan, the Imam of Oman, pressed down the Swahili coast. A major obstacle to his progress was Fort Jesus, housing the garrison of a Portuguese settlement at Mombasa. After a two-year siege, the fort fell to Imam Saif bin Sultan in 1698. Saif bin Sultan occupied Bahrain in 1700. The rivalry within the House of Yoruba over power after the death of Imam Sultan in 1718 weakened the dynasty. With the power of the Yoruba dynasty dwindling, Imam Saif bin Sultan II eventually asked for help against his rivals from Nigar Shah of Persia. A Persian force arrived in March 1737 to aid Saif. From their base at Jalfur, the Persian forces eventually rebelled against the Yoruba in 1743. The Persian Empire then tried to take possession of the coast of Oman until 1747. After the Omanis expelled the Persians, Ahmed bin Saidi al-Basadi became the elected Imam of Oman in 1749, with Rustak serving as the capital. Since the revival of the Imamate with the Yoruba dynasty, the Omanis continued with the elective system but, provided that the person is deemed qualified, give preference to a member of the ruling family. 
Following Imam Ahmed's death in 1783, his son, Said bin Ahmed became the elected Imam. His son, Seed Haim bin Said, overthrew the representative of his father the Imam in Muscat and obtained the possession of Muscat Fortress. Haim ruled as Seed. Afterwards, Seed Sultan bin Ahmed, the uncle of Seed Haim, took over power. Seyyid Said bin Sultan succeeded Sultan bin Ahmed. During the entire 19th century, in addition to Imam Said bin Ahmed who retained the title until he died in 1803, Azan bin Qais was the only elected Imam of Oman. His rule started in 1868. However, the British refused to accept Imam Azan as a ruler as he was viewed as inimical to their interests. This view played an instrumental role in supporting the deposition of Imam Azan in 1871 by his cousin, Syed Turki, a son of the late Syed Said bin Sultan and brother of Sultan Barghash of Zanzibar, who Britain deemed to be more acceptable. Oman's Imam Sultan, defeated ruler of Muscat, was granted sovereignty over Gwadar, an area of modern-day Pakistan. After regaining control of Muscat, this sovereignty was continued via an appointed Wali, governor. The British Empire was keen to dominate Southeast Arabia to stifle the growing power of other European states and to curb the Omani maritime power that grew during the 17th century. The British Empire over time, starting from the late 18th century, began to establish a series of treaties with the Sultans with the objective of advancing British political and economic interest in Muscat while granting the Sultans military protection. In 1798, the first treaty between the British East India Company and the Albasayi dynasty was signed by Syed Sultan bin Ahmed. The treaty aimed to block commercial competition of the French and the Dutch as well as obtain a concession to build a British factory at Bandar Abbas. A second treaty was signed in 1800, which stipulated that a British representative shall reside at the port of Muscat and manage all external affairs with other states. As the Omani Empire weakened, the British influence over Muscat grew throughout the 19th century. In 1854, a deed of cession of the Omani Curia Muria Islands to Britain was signed by the Sultan of Muscat and the British government. The British government achieved predominating control over Muscat, which, for the most part, impeded competition from other nations. Between 1862 and 1892, the political residents, Louis Pelly and Edward Ross, played an instrumental role in securing British supremacy over the Persian Gulf and Muscat by a system of indirect governance. By the end of the 19th century, and with the loss of its African dominions and its revenues, British influence increased to the point that the Sultans became heavily dependent on British loans and signed declarations to consult the British government on all important matters. The Sultanate thus came de facto under the British sphere. Zanzibar was a valuable property as the main slave market of the Swahili coast as well as being a major producer of cloves and became an increasingly important part of the Omani Empire, a fact reflected by the decision of the Syed Sa'idi bin Sultan to make it the capital of the empire in 1837. In 1856, under British arbitration, Zanzibar and Muscat became two different sultanates. The Hajar Mountains, of which the Jebel Akhtar is a part, separate the country into two distinct regions, the interior and the coastal area dominated by the capital, Muscat. The British imperial development over Muscat and Oman during the 19th century led to the renewed revival of the cause of the Imamate in the interior of Oman, which has appeared in cycles for more than 1,200 years in Oman. The British political agent, who resided in Muscat, owed the alienation of the interior of Oman to the vast influence of the British government over Muscat, 
which he described as being completely self-interested and without any regard to the social and political conditions of the locals. In 1913, Imam Salim al-Karusi instigated an anti-Muscat rebellion that lasted until 1920 when the Sultanate established peace with the Imamate by signing the Treaty of Sib. The treaty was brokered by Britain, which had no economic interest in the interior of Oman during that point of time. The treaty granted autonomous rule to the Imamate in the interior of Oman and recognized the sovereignty of the coast of Oman, the Sultanate of Muscat. In 1920, Imam Salim al-Karusi died and Muhammad al-Khalili was elected. On January 10, 1923, an agreement between the Sultanate and the British government was signed in which the Sultanate had to consult with the British political agent residing in Muscat and obtain the approval of the High Government of India to extract oil in the Sultanate. On July 31, 1928, the Red Line Agreement was signed between Anglo-Persian Company, later renamed British Petroleum, Royal Dutch slash Shell, Company Francaise de Petrols, later renamed Total, Near East Development Corporation, later renamed ExxonMobil and Kalus Gulbenkian, an Armenian businessman, to collectively produce oil in the post-Ottoman Empire region, which included the Arabian Peninsula, with each of the four major companies holding 23.75% of the shares while Kalust. Gulbenkian held the remaining 5% shares. The agreement stipulated that none of the signatories was allowed to pursue the establishment of oil concessions within the agreed-on area without including all other stakeholders. In 1929, the members of the agreement established Iraq Petroleum Company IPC. On November 13, 1931, Sultan Timur bin Faisal abdicated. Said bin Timur became the Sultan of Muscat officially on February 10, 1932. The rule of Sultan Said bin Timur, a very complex character, was backed by the British government and has been characterized as being feudal, reactionary, and isolationist. The British government maintained vast administrative control over the Sultanate as the Defense Secretary and Chief of Intelligence chief advisor to the Sultan and all ministers except for two were British. In 1937, an agreement between the Sultan and Iraq Petroleum Company IPC, a consortium of oil companies that was 23.75% British-owned, was signed to grant oil concessions to IPC. After failing to discover oil in the Sultanate, IPC was intensely interested in some promising geological formations near Fahad, an area located within the Imamate. IPC offered financial support to the Sultan to raise an armed force against any potential resistance by the Imamate. In 1955, the exclave coastal Makran Strip acceded to Pakistan and was made a district of its Balakistan province, while Gwadar remained in Oman. On September 8, 1958, Pakistan purchased the Gwadar Enclave from Oman for 3 million US dollars. Gwadar then became a Tussil in the Makran district. Sultan Said bin Timur expressed his interest in occupying the Imami right after the death of Imam al-Khalili, thus taking advantage of any potential instability that might occur within the Imami when elections were due to the British government. The British political agent in Muscat believed that the only method of gaining access to the oil reserves in the interior was by assisting the Sultan in taking over the Imamate. In 1946, the British government offered arms and ammunition, auxiliary supplies and officers to prepare the Sultan to attack the interior of Oman. In May 1954, Imam al-Khalili died and Caleb al-Anai was elected Imam. Relations between the Sultan Said bin Timur and Imam Khalid al-Anai frayed over their dispute about oil concessions. 
In December 1955, Sultan said bin Timur sent troops of the Muscat and Oman field force to occupy the main centers in Oman, including Nizwa, the capital of the Imamate of Oman, and Ibri. The Omanis in the interior led by Imam Kalib al-Anai, Talib al-Anai, the brother of the Imam and the Wali, governor, of Rustak, and Suleiman bin Hamyar, who was the Wali, governor, of Jebel Akhtar, defended the Imami in the Jebel Akhtar war against British-backed attacks by the Sultanate. In July 1957, the Sultan's forces were withdrawing, but they were repeatedly ambushed, sustaining heavy casualties. Sultan said, however, with the intervention of British infantry, two companies of the Cameroonians, armored car detachments from the British Army and RAF aircraft, was able to suppress the rebellion. The Imamate's forces retreated to the inaccessible Jebel Akhtar. Colonel David Smiley, who had been seconded to organize the Sultan's armed forces, managed to isolate the mountain in autumn 1958 and found a route to the plateau from Wadi Bani Karas. On August 4, 1957, the British Foreign Secretary gave the approval to carry out airstrikes without prior warning to the locals residing in the interior of Oman. Between July and December 1958, the British RAF made 1,635 raids, dropping 1,094 tons and firing 900 rockets at the interior of Oman targeting insurgents, mountaintop villages, water channels, and crops. On January 27, 1959, the Sultanate's forces occupied the mountain in a surprise operation. Imam Caleb, his brother Talib, and Suleiman managed to escape to Saudi Arabia, where the Imamate's cause was promoted until the 1970s. The exiled partisans of the now-abolished Imamate of Oman presented the case of Oman to the Arab League and the United Nations. On December 11, 1963, the UN General Assembly decided to establish an ad hoc committee on Oman to study the question of Oman and report back to the General Assembly. The UN General Assembly adopted the question of Oman resolution in 1965 1966 and again in 1967 that called upon the British government to cease all repressive action against the locals and British control over Oman and reaffirmed the inalienable right of the Omani people to self-determination and independence. Oil reserves in Dofar were discovered in 1964 and extraction began in 1967. In the Dofar Rebellion, which began in 1965, pro-Soviet forces were pitted against government troops. As the rebellion threatened the Sultan's control of Dofar, Sultan Said bin Timur was deposed in a bloodless coup, 1970, by his son Qaboos bin Said, who expanded the Sultan of Oman's armed forces, modernized the state's administration and introduced social reforms. The uprising was finally put down in 1975 with the help of forces from Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Pakistan, and the British Royal Air Force, Army and Special Air Service. After deposing his father in 1970, Sultan Qaboos opened up the country, embarked on economic reforms, and followed a policy of modernization marked by increased spending on health, education, and welfare. Saudi Arabia invested in the development of the Omani education system, sending Saudi teachers on its own expense. Slavery, once a cornerstone of the country's trade and development, was outlawed in 1970. In 1981, Oman became a founding member of the Six-Nation Gulf Cooperation Council. Political reforms were eventually introduced. In 1997, a royal decree was issued granting women the right to vote and stand for election to the Majlis al-Shura, the Consultative Assembly of Oman. Two women were duly elected to the body. In 2002, 
voting rights were extended to all citizens over the age of 21 and the first elections to the consultative assembly under the new rules were held in 2003. In 2004, the Sultan appointed Oman's first female minister with portfolio, Sheikha Aisha bint Kalfan bin Jamil al Sayabiya, to the post of National Authority for Industrial Craftsmanship. Despite these changes, there was little change to the actual political makeup of the government. The Sultan continued to rule by decree. Nearly 100 suspected Islamists were arrested in 2005 and 31 people were convicted of trying to overthrow the government. They were ultimately pardoned in June of the same year. Inspired by the Arab Spring uprisings that were taking place throughout the region, protests occurred in Oman during the early months of 2011. While they did not call for the ousting of the regime, Demonstrators demanded political reforms, improved living conditions, and the creation of more jobs. They were dispersed by riot police in February 2011. Sultan Qaboos reacted by promising jobs and benefits. In October 2011, elections were held to the Consultative Assembly, to which Sultan Qaboos promised greater powers. The following year, the government began a crackdown on internet criticism. In September 2012, trials began of activists accused of posting abusive and provocative criticism of the government online. Six were given jail terms. Qaboos, the Arab world's longest serving ruler, died on January 10, 2020. On January 11, 2020, Qaboos was succeeded by his first cousin Sultan Haytham bin Tariq. Oman lies between latitudes 16 degrees and 28 degrees north and longitudes 52 degrees and 60 degrees east. A gravel desert plain covers most of central Oman with mountain ranges along the north, Al-Ajar, and southeast coast, Kara or Dofar Mountains, where the country's main cities are located the capital city Muscat, Sohar and Sur in the north, and Salah in the south and Musandam. Oman's climate is hot and dry in the interior and humid along the coast. The peninsula of Musandam, Musandam, strategically located on the Strait of Hormuz, is an exclave separated from the rest of Oman by United Arab Emirates. The series of towns known collectively as Dibba are the gateway to the Musandam Peninsula on land and the fishing villages of Musandam by sea. Mana, another exclave, is an enclave within UAE territory located halfway between the Musandam Peninsula and the main body of Oman. Mana, part of the Musandam Governorate, covers approximately 75 square kilometers, 29 square miles. Mata's boundary was settled in 1969, with the northeast corner of Mata barely 10 meters, 32.8 feet, from the Fujairah Road. Within the Mata exclave is a UAE enclave called Nawa, belonging to the Emirate of Sharjah, situated about 8 kilometers, 5 miles, west of the town of New Mata, and consisting of about 40 houses with a clinic and telephone exchange. The central desert of Oman is a source of meteorites for scientific analysis. Like the rest of the Persian Gulf, Oman generally has one of the hottest climates in the world, with summer temperatures in Muscat and northern Oman averaging 30 to 40 degrees Celsius, 86.0 to 104.0 degrees Fahrenheit. Oman receives little rainfall, with annual rainfall in Muscat averaging 100 millimeters, 3.9 in, occurring mostly in January. In the south, the Dofar Mountains area near Salala has a tropical-like climate and receives seasonal rainfall from late June to late September as a result of monsoon winds from the Indian Ocean, leaving the summer air saturated with cool moisture and heavy fog. Summer temperatures in Salala range from 20 to 30 degrees Celsius, 68.0 to 86.0 degrees Fahrenheit, 
relatively cool compared to northern Oman. The mountain areas receive more rainfall, and annual rainfall on the higher parts of the Jabal Akhtar probably exceeds 400 mm, 15.7 in. Low temperatures in the mountainous areas leads to snow cover once every few years. Some parts of the coast, particularly near the island of Masaira, sometimes receive no rain at all within the course of a year. The climate is generally very hot, with temperatures reaching around 54 degrees Celsius, 129.2 degrees Fahrenheit, peak in the hot season from May to September. Drought and limited rainfall contribute to shortages in the nation's water supply. Maintaining an adequate supply of water for agricultural and domestic use is one of Oman's most pressing environmental problems with limited renewable water resources. On June 26, 2018, the city of Koreyat set the record for highest minimum temperature in a 24-hour period, 42.6 degrees Celsius, 108.7 degrees Fahrenheit. In terms of climate action, major challenges remain to be solved per the United Nations Sustainable Development 2019 Index. The CO2 emissions from energy, TCO2 slash capita, and CO2 emissions embodied in fossil fuel exports, kg per capita, rates are very high, while imported CO2 emissions, TCO2 slash capita, and people affected by climate-related disasters, per 100,000 people, rates are low. Desert shrub and desert grass, common to southern Arabia, are found in Oman, but vegetation is sparse in the interior plateau, which is largely gravel desert. The greater monsoon rainfall in Dofar and the mountains makes the growth there more luxuriant during summer. Coconut palms grow plentifully on the coastal plains of Dofar and frankincense is produced in the hills with abundant oleander and varieties of acacia. The Hajar Mountains are a distinct ecoregion, the highest points in eastern Arabia with wildlife including the Arabian tar. Indigenous mammals include the leopard, hyena, fox, wolf, hare, oryx, and ibex. Birds include the vulture, eagle, stork, bustard, Arabian partridge, bee-eater, falcon, and sunbird. In 2001, Oman had nine endangered species of mammals, five endangered types of birds, and 19 threatened plant species. Decrees have been passed to protect endangered species, including the Arabian leopard, Arabian oryx, mountain gazelle, Gwittered gazelle, Arabian tar, green sea turtle, oxbill turtle, and olive ridley turtle. However, the Arabian oryx sanctuary is the first site ever to be deleted from UNESCO's World Heritage List, following the government's 2007 decision to reduce the site's area by 90% to clear the way for oil prospectors. Local and national entities have noted unethical treatment of animals in Oman. In particular, stray dogs, and to a lesser extent, stray cats, are often the victims of torture, abuse, or neglect. The only approved method of decreasing the stray dog population is shooting by police officers. The Oman government has refused to implement a spay and neuter program or create any animal shelters in the country. Cats, while seen as more acceptable than dogs, are viewed as pests and frequently die of starvation or illness. In recent years, Oman has become one of the newer hot spots for whale watching, highlighting the critically endangered Arabian humpback whale, sperm whales, and pygmy blue whales. Oman is a unitary state and an absolute monarchy in which all legislative, Executive and judiciary power ultimately rests in the hands of the hereditary sultan. Consequently, Freedom House has routinely rated the country not free. The sultan is the head of state and directly controls the foreign affairs and defense portfolios. 
He has absolute power and issues laws by decree. Oman is an absolute monarchy with the Sultan's word having the force of law. The judiciary branch is subordinate to the Sultan. According to Oman's constitution, Sharia law is one of the sources of legislation. Sharia court departments within the civil court system are responsible for family law matters such as divorce and inheritance. While ultimate power is concentrated in the Sultan and Oman does not have an official separation of powers, the late Sultan Qaboos declined to grant the full title Minister of Defense, Minister of Foreign Affairs and Minister of Finance to the ministers exercising those responsibilities, preferring to keep them within the royal domain. The current Sultan Haytham has granted the ministers responsible of those portfolios the full titles whilst elevating the defense portfolio to that of a deputy prime minister. Since 1970, all legislation has been promulgated through royal decrees, including the 1996 Basic Law. The Sultan appoints the ministers, the judges, and can grant pardons and commute sentences. The Sultan's authority is inviolable and the Sultan expects total subordination to his will. The administration of justice is highly personalized, with limited due process protections, especially in political and security-related cases. The basic statute of the state is supposedly the cornerstone of the Omani legal system and it operates as a constitution for the country. The basic statute was issued in 1996 and thus far has only been amended twice, in 2011 in response to protests and in 2021 to create the position of Crown Prince of Oman. Though Oman's legal code theoretically protects civil liberties and personal freedoms, both are regularly ignored by the regime. Women and children face legal discrimination in many areas. Women are excluded from certain state benefits, such as housing loans, and are refused equal rights under the personal status law. Women also experience restrictions on their self-determination in respect to health and reproductive rights. The Omani legislature is the bicameral council of Oman, consisting of an upper chamber, the council of state, Mejlis Adala, and a lower chamber, the consultative council, Mejlis Ashura. Political parties are banned, as are any affiliations based on religion. The upper chamber has 71 members, appointed by the Sultan from among prominent Omanis, it has only advisory powers. The 84 members of the consultative council are elected by universal suffrage to serve four-year terms. The members are appointed for three-year terms, which may be renewed once. The last elections were held on October 27, 2019, and the next is due in October 2023. Oman's national anthem, As Salam As Sultani, is dedicated to former Sultan Qaboos. Since 1970, Oman has pursued a moderate foreign policy and has expanded its diplomatic relations dramatically. Oman is among the very few Arab countries that have maintained friendly ties with Iran. Yusuf bin Alawi bin Abdullah is the Sultanate's minister responsible for foreign affairs. Oman allowed the British Royal Navy and Indian Navy access to the port facilities of Al Duk Port and Dry Dock. Sipri's estimation of Oman's military and security expenditure as a percentage of GDP in 2020 was 11%, making it the world's highest rate in that year, higher than Saudi Arabia, 8.4%. Oman's on average military spending as a percentage of GDP between 2016 and 2018 was around 10%, while the world's average during the same period was 2.2%. Oman's military manpower totaled 44,100 in 2006, including 25,000 men in the army, 4,200 sailors in the navy, and an air force with 4,100 personnel.
the royal household maintained 5,000 guards, 1,000 in special forces, 150 sailors in the royal yacht fleet, and 250 pilots and ground personnel in the royal flight squadrons. Oman also maintains a modestly sized paramilitary force of 4,400 men. The Royal Army of Oman had 25,000 active personnel in 2006, plus a small contingent of royal household troops. Despite a comparative large military spending, it has been relatively slow to modernize its forces. Oman has a relatively limited number of tanks, including 6M60A1, 73M60A3, and 38 Challenger two main battle tanks, as well as 37 aging Scorpion light tanks. The Royal Air Force of Oman has approximately 4,100 men with 36 combat aircraft and no armed helicopters. Combat aircraft include 20 aging Jaguars, 12 Hawk MK203s, 4 Hawk MK103s, and 12 PC-9 turboprop trainers with a limited combat capability. It has one squadron of 12 F-16C divided by D aircraft. Oman also has four A20218 Bravos and eight MFI-17B Mushaks. The Royal Navy of Oman had 4,200 men in 2000 and is headquartered at Sebe. It has bases at Awi, Ganem Island, Musandam, and Salala. In 2006, Oman had 10 surface combat vessels. These included two 1,450-ton Cahir-class corvettes and eight ocean-going patrol boats. The Omani Navy had one 2,500-ton Nasr Albar-class LSL, 240 troops, seven tanks, with a helicopter deck. Oman also had at least four landing craft. Oman ordered three Karif-class corvettes from the VT Group for £400 million in 2007. They were built at Portsmouth. In 2010, Oman spent US$4.074 billion US dollars on military expenditures, 8.5% of the gross domestic product. The Sultanate has a long history of association with the British military and defense industry. According to Cipri, Oman was the 23rd largest arms importer from 2012 to 2016.